Welcome to the Called Forward Podcast, a production of Family Church in Douglas County, Oregon. This is a place for disciples of Christ to discuss the real challenges of living out our faith, loving well, and being people helping people find and follow Jesus in a difficult world. I'm your host, Crystal Cunningham. All right, we're back at the Called Forward podcast, um, back with Paul and Will uh, from the Sutherland campus and the Green campus, two of our campus pastors. This is in Southern Oregon, by the way. Those of you listening outside the region and you're saying, where are these people? And we are in basically the most beautiful place in the world. Right. Right after Hawaii. Here. (laughs) Yeah. Get here right now. Yeah. Um, Your life will be better. Today we're going to talk about how do we love people and be kind when we're under stress? So what was sent, I'm going to read what was sent to me. The challenge of of loving others when under stress. And then we get in this and you said loving others and being kind. I was like, whoa, hold on. That's a totally different conversation. Really? Yeah, they are. Yeah, how so? Well, one of the things I was, you said, the question is how do you love others when under stress? And I was, man, I would like to know how do you love others when things are fine first? You know, and then when you just talk about kindness, I was like, okay, now I'm kidding. Like, okay, all the emotions are going. How do I still keep my voice calm? And, And that was, that's, I feel like that's only one tiny layer of loving others because I want to know first, like just real quick hit from each of you. What does it mean to love others well when things are fine? So before any crisis comes. That's a good question. Well, I find one of the places that, that really kind of pushed me back and made me realize that sometimes I define being nice as being loving, which mm-hmm. is not always the same thing. Mm-hmm is somebody had us do an exercise where we went through 1 Corinthians 13, you know, and it's this nice poetic thing that everybody uses at weddings, and love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't keep a track of of wrongs. And they said, now put your name in there. Paul is kind, Paul is patient, Mm -hmm. Paul doesn't keep track of offenses. And it was, again, that place where the scripture says things so strongly that we have a tendency to blunt. And when I looked at that, I thought, okay, that is the universally acknowledged biblical picture of what love is Mm -hmm. and that is not what I do Mm. and uh, so I think that's that's a great place to start is to go back to those qualities and say if you really are loving then these are the these are the characteristics of it so here we are and all, all of a sudden the podcast has a challenge for us to go so if you're listening, um, here's what I want you to do. Um, on our Facebook page right below this um, or in whatever social media format you're looking at us with, I want you to, to type out which of those things from 1 Corinthians 13 is striking you as the thing that needs the most adjustment. Mm, that's good. There's a, there's a long list there of needed help. As I think about this um, in terms of under stress or just under regular times, um, how, do we, how do we love others when things are fine or not? I think that it really has to come to value what they value. Mm-hmm. So what it means to love Paul Glazner well is different than what it means to love uh, my son well or different than what Ed needs. Yeah. Different than what um, – pick a friend. My friend Daniel needs something very different than what Paul needs. And so to love others well, I think you have to know them. Yeah, I'll add um, a little spin to that because I think I was going to say – it's very similar to like understand them is like loving them. I the value one is a little bit of a hot button word for me because I actually in, in my marriage that's been a big thing for us. Me and my husband and I um, can we had we really have different values and I, we actually came to the conclusion that like I don't value the same things he does. But to understand and respect each other, that it's really hard to you can't really change your values. You know what you really value, but you can respect and love and understand. 
the other person's values. Uh, here's what I would say, though. I think you can value their values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to it doesn't, say it. doesn't necessarily mean that, that it becomes now, your value. They may over time. Yeah. But I think that's a really that's a really important aspect of loving others well, and I, I think, as you said, loving others well in difficult or in stressful times. And it's like, well, when it's fine, man, I don't know that you're going to do it well when it's stressful if you haven't practiced when it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's assuming something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was thinking in, related to this very same uh, idea is that it usually comes out in how you listen. Mm. Um, if somebody's talking to me about fishing, and that's something I really enjoy, then I'm all over the topic, and we'll shoot back with them, and we'll ask questions, and let's explore this some more. If it's a topic that I don't care anything about, then uh, I can use Will's line, like, the, the, the length of this conversation has outlasted my interest in it. <laughs> that was actually from Aaron Sorkin in the West Wing, so ah, proper, okay. give it props. Okay, and... Um, and I think that's been wonderfully freeing in some ways to me to realize that there are people that understand and love things that I don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to love them, I'm going to listen to what it is that you're interested in map making. You're interested in, you know, finding agates and doing something with them. You're interested in whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a great way to build bridges to people and to start building relationships. The side benefit is you learn a whole lot of things about stuff you never knew anything about. And some mm-hmm. of them do become interesting to you. Yeah. You know what I'm hearing you're saying? is is um, latching onto whatever the interest of the other person is. Yeah, and I think that's we often are looking for somebody else to build the bridge, and uh, that's part of learning to get to know them and of learning to value what they value is listening to them. And even take it to the spin of learning um, why they get passionate about something or frustrated because mm-hmm. often that, almost always, that's back to a value and emotion they feel that could be completely different than the way that you feel. But if we, I find it helps me if I ask questions and try to figure out why they feel that way because mm-hmm. that takes away from it just being us clashing in our perspective. Uh, you said um, listen, and what I thought was interesting is you went immediately to what the interest was and you've even said the word shoot back. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, the nature of how you listen is far more core than like the idea that you're shooting back. You weren't listening. You were shooting back. Mm-hmm. And even you asking questions, you didn't let me finish. And like how listening comes out is often as important as whether or not you decide you're going to buy into that same interest. Um, what, what is the, the mm-hmm. listening language, if you will, of the person that, that you're in this communication with and loving well? Yeah. So, so I think the essence of what we're saying is that love, being loving is being centered on them instead of me. Right. And I think that goes with your tension question because yeah. as soon as I'm in a hurry, as soon as I'm under stress, mm-hmm. as soon as I have a deadline, as soon as I feel like I got way too much emotional stuff going on inside of me, then the <laughs> the needle goes right back to me and how I'm feeling and how this is working for me. Right. And right. So. Then all of that. I guess what I would say is civilization is a thin veneer. Right. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I get a little stressed, if I'm just pretending to love, mm-hmm. it goes out the window really fast. And oh, that's uh, good. And I think that's what we're talking about. Tell me more about that. Like explain that a little bit more. I think you, there's some deeper things you have to say there. Yeah, I feel like that when I'm loving. Sometimes I'm putting on the loving behaviors. I know that I'm supposed to ask my wife how her day was. I know that I'm supposed to, you know, be interested in somebody's hobby. I know that somebody's going through a stressful time. I should say, how are you? And mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes we learn love by Braille in a sense that you're mm. you're thinking, okay, I know the 14 love, loving things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, like I say, that thin veneer of civilization <laughs> that it's it's all something on the outside stuck on to make it look good how, how do you evaluate if you're doing that or not like what's the 
What's the difference between that and actually? Well, for one thing is if, if I really do care about what's going on inside of them instead of what's inside of me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we were talking about, um, stress mm-hmm. is there's all kinds of different ways people get stressed and, the dial tends to go right back to how am I doing? What am I going to take care of? You know, defensiveness or self-protection or mm-hmm. self-reliance or whatever that. And, and I would just say, I think the opposite of love is selfishness. And so stress has a tendency to pull me back into my shell like a hermit crab saying, how can I love people? And, and I don't think it's wrong to try to learn loving behaviors. I think we do need to sometimes learn it by Braille. Mm-hmm. You start with paint by number. But then hopefully over time that becomes more and more genuine and deeper in you and longer lasting yeah. <laughs> and less uh, stress related. Why, why do you think stress makes us like immediately? I mean, it's kind of obvious you'd think, but like when we're stressed, maybe we don't have a lot to give out. I have a visual on it. Um, so I have, my, my coach, my senior year of high school basketball was a fighter pilot. And he talked about like how you handle flying at 600 miles an hour, 400 miles an hour, whatever the, the speed is. Um, but he said the, the faster the speed, the more confined your 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 perspective is, like mm-hmm. that it shrinks down. I think stress is the same thing, that the world gets smaller. And things are nice and fine. I'm noticing flowers. I'm noticing other things. And you think about this physically. When when my body receives stress in the form of pain, like let's just say you're walking along and you hit your pinky toe <laughs> on the coffee table. Just think of the pain there. How's your elbow feel? It's fine, but you don't notice. All you can think about is this one thing. And, and what I notice is when loving someone else in times of stress, I don't even see them. I'm, I'm so confined to this small little section of the world that I, oh I just walked by Paul I just walked by Crystal oh there was Jordan I didn't stop and say hey how are you and if I did I wasn't able to even process <laughs> didn't care. so I think for me that that, that idea of the, the confining the constricting of my yeah. ability to even see I can't see people to love them when stress is high my question on like a functional level is is that something that you can just switch and say oh I'm being stressed and not being kind but like there has to be some work to even have that capacity, I guess, is what I'm, I'm thinking about right now is that I can't just switch it on and be like, I need to be kind now if I'm truly stressed. I got to do something or have some kind of mechanism to take care of myself so I can even have that outward focus. It sounds like you're talking about putting the oxygen mask on yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I do think you can fake it for a while, but that certainly doesn't last in your family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe you can be polite to strangers on the street, but... When yeah. it comes down to who you live with, and and I agree, you have to kind of do the hard work of saying, "What am I afraid of?" And and I think what what you said about the fighter pilot is that maybe we just live it way too <laughs> mock too. We're going way too fast, and when you're going too fast, people become pieces on the chessboard. It's yeah. easy to see people as either part of your objective or as a impediment to your objective, mm-hmm. but you don't see them as people to be cared for and loved. For me, I know that's one of the big triggers is when I'm just going too fast. Yeah. I know some of the unfortunate things for me is that I've experienced is I haven't realized how stressed I was until I had that moment where I treated someone badly and it just happened. And so I'm trying to work harder to understand and to be in tune. Beforehand. Yeah. Like I am stressed that I need to deal with this. I just noticed walking down across the street um, here at the Sutherland campus, I, I took a deep breath and just smelled something that is something of my history. And and it was funny how just taking a deep breath, I, I was calmer. 
I was thinking about moments where lessening the stress, slowing down a little bit, being aware that I am stressed is part of that. And then the other side is I noticed one of the things that helps me with stress is when I start seeing other people and start caring for them. And mm-hmm. uh, there's this great, and I think it's on, it's on the movie that, or the miniseries called The Band of Brothers, but I think this is pretty universally true um, throughout warfare. But at one point in the movie, um, they're flying in, in, you know, in their plane about to jump over Normandy. And this, ki- this kid, you know, he's 18. He is staring off and he is, you can tell he is shell-shocked before the, sh- the shells, but he's in shock. And one of the things they do is they go to him and they ask him for help. I need you to take care of this for me. And suddenly he has a task and he's forgetting his own fear. Mm-hmm. And in some ways for me, I think loving others well in the midst of stress is realizing that's part of how you overcome stress is by saying there's something bigger than myself. Yeah, perspective of it. I I think underneath it all, there has to be a challenging of a very basic assumption that life is not about getting things done. Mm -hmm. It's about relationships. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that at some levels we don't believe that, that or at least we start out not believing that, that mm-hmm. I am what I accomplish, I am how much money I make, what kind of car I drive. I, You know, this is this is the value of my life. Mm-hmm. And if I work hard and am productive and successful, then I have good value. If I don't, then I have poor value. Mm-hmm. And I think coming to Jesus, coming to a spiritual understanding of life, is like my relationship with God is the most important. Second to that, my relationships with people. Yeah, Everything else really goes away. And, and I think to really wrestle with that, that is the truth. We don't necessarily like it and we don't live like it, but Mm -hmm. the more that we face into the fact that how I am receiving God's love and how I am giving that to others is really at the end of my life, that's what's going to matter. That's what's going to count. That's what's important. And to try to keep coming back to that foundational. How, How are you growing in love right now? Either one of you. I know I'm growing in um, in love by by being more aware of how I need to to give myself space so I can love because that's what I feel like I had the good intentions like I know I want people to feel loved I, I do value them but I didn't have the capacity um, to do that well and so um, I'm actually taking care of myself better so I can love my kids and my family and my coworkers and my friends better um, so I've been getting up and I take a walk in the morning because um, I. I've, felt like that being haggard and going fast was was a part of that so I'm doing that and then um, I'm trying very very hard because I'm a quick reactor to ask questions and Mm. try to see the other person what they're saying (laughs) yeah something I've always knew was right but it's it's hard when you're a Mm. go 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 person and you want a a little bit of a challenger in me just wanting to move things forward Um, so I'm trying really hard to to get to know the people in my life um, better by asking questions before I I give them my perspective or how about you? Um, just as you were talking about that, I was thinking in my own life, I, I don't know if it was just a blind spot that's sort of been stripped away over time, but I guess I thought that needy people needed care and normal people are fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, realizing that everybody needs care and um, checking on people, asking how they're doing. And and in as part of that blindness is like, I don't need care. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do all right. Leave me alone. I don't need that. And if it's nice, if it comes, but it's no big deal. So I guess there's just kind of that growing awareness that really God wants us to be loving, mm-hmm. meaning empathetic, listening, caring, checking on people at every level. That, yeah. that it's not just for needy people, it's for everyone, and that I need that too. Yeah. How about you, Will? Uh, it echoes yours, the sim- being uh, similar in the idea of being slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 
Um, you can't care for someone when you're going mock to. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can care for anybody. You may get somewhere. you just be alone when you get there. So just slowing down. It's also, I think, a value that I've watched over the years. It's like, I think early on in ministry, I was really impacted by how big the church was, mm-hmm. what my position was, those kind of external things. And to look at this point in my life and go, man, the things that really <clears throat> I look back and value are the relationships and watching mm-hmm. people grow and seeing people develop over time and being like an excited parent that they're making strides yeah. and really find that those things really do feel wonderful. That's really, it is what I find value in because it, it is what's really valuable. I have an echo question out of this. It's just funny because it would be the third question within the one question. How do we love others well when things are going fine? How do we love others well when they're stressed? How do you love others well when you disagree? And, and, I'll, and I give, give this um, little concession. I, I don't know when you're hearing this, but at the recording of this, we are four months and four and a half months into the COVID crisis during the pandemic. Um, and one of the questions I like to ask is how do you show deference when there's a difference? And right now, we are sitting in a room where, because of the size of the table, we are not able to move back far enough. We're probably four feet apart. And so, despite the fact that I'm with two people I work with all the time, we're all wearing masks to yeah. care for each other. We look cool, too. Yeah, yeah. all different kinds of masks. We are all, our faces are all very hot. But here's what I want to ask. Like, how do you love someone well when you disagree? <laughs> always consider they might be right <laughs> uh, that's a great question I, I wish I would ask myself that question more before my emotions <laughs> took over before you posted uh, something on Facebook yeah before I, or before I react even something in a meeting or roll my eyes or that's a good question I think something I've recently had my eyes open to how um, valuable it is and how how disarming to the whole tension between when you disagree to hear someone's story mm-hmm. like to hear them explain where they're coming from really kind of brings it to a whole other level i think that's positive i think it's a long growing experience for me because i don't think anybody ever said this to me but i grew up in a little church that was pretty conservative that had a certain way of doing things i had a certain way of looking at all questions of of moral life and of spiritual life and I just assumed that the world was us and them. Like there was this little circle of right people and everybody else was screwed up. And uh, and I think over time, <laughs> I can realize that we're all damaged in some way. And that there are people that I would never have listened to because we disagree at some basic level. that have some really insightful wisdom. And it's mm-hmm. like, I could never have learned that. If I was never even considering that they could have a valid point. So I think part of it is that you, over time, (laughs) you start realizing that you were so sure of yourself about something that you were wrong about. And that when we get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of apologizing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think part of it is just to take yourself a little less seriously. Like, I don't think I've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it is to be an honest learner, to say, like you say, tell me your story and how did you get there? And it's like, oh, and we start talking about different personalities and what works for one doesn't work for another and when you start seeing how multi-layered and and really more complex every question is i think it's easier to listen yeah so i would say my goal is to not escalate Mm. and mine is probably more imminent okay so they disagree and you can see it ramping up how do i speak in a way that Mm -hmm. diffuses rather than ignites that's good well i think the other day you just 
said in a meeting, Paul, I think you're sounding kind of oppositional there. <laughs> Which is ironic. Who were you saying? Who was I saying? At a, who were you talking to? <laughs> Crystal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That was great. And uh, that was just a good reminder. Like, I don't want to be angry in this. I don't even remember what we were disagreeing about. Oh, we remember. <laughs> what was funny about it was I didn't think that you were disagreeing with the end topic uh-huh. but you were bringing up these side things and I don't think it, you just had flipped to a stage where you didn't realize it that you were bringing up three cautions you were making it sound like Crystal you are the dumbest person Whoa. that has ever walked the face of the earth <laughs> wow yeah it wasn't quite that bad but <laughs> I did appreciate in that moment even though I wasn't um, I, I can take that stuff pretty well and I wasn't feeling it too strongly but that the will speaking that uh-huh. just putting it out there um, kind of say, like disarming that what may be perceived was so valuable. Yeah. Did you and see the tenor of the room change? Yeah. It went. Because you named it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Name it. And, and which was funny because often you're the one that escalated in the past and maybe nobody said anything. And here you are and have not only learned not to escalate, but you're helping other people not escalate. One thing that I have really learned in this whole last month that have been just had so many different controversial topics come up is. I don't agree 100% with like anybody in the world. Um, like I used to feel like, I guess that pocket idea you're saying that there's this like pocket that I get, I like these people, but like. It's just me and Jesus. I know how you yeah. feel. I mean, you guys. Yeah. There's well, nobody no, in your pocket. You're saying. The deeper thing is like, oh, what things am I wrong about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was very much like where you could be, there was a security that was false before. I think that. Mm-hmm. Something really funny about this too. This turned in from how do you love others well in conflict to, or in stress to what happens in family church staff meetings? <laughs> well, that's where real life is. That's yeah. Yeah, and we could say, how do we deal with conversations with our kids? Yeah. Our do you remember spouses? that one time that Ed threw the coffee machine? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that never happened. Never happened. That never happened. Never happened. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. No, remember that one time Ed laughed in the staff meeting? <laughs> no, no, I just. Um, so that's a great topic, guys. Um, as we close up here at our time limit. Um, what would you say to our audience right now? We're still in a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you encourage them? Just one thing that they could focus on, that they could evaluate. Well, I would say one that's, this isn't going to be universal. So I realize that there may be only 4% of the population this works for, but I would say take a deep breath and slow down. Mm. Yeah. I think it's, <clears throat> it's helpful for me to have that internal, how am I doing? Because sometimes I am, I've had a distrust of emotions and an intellectualizing of things. Mm -hmm. So therefore I go at the ideal level. And even if you don't recognize your emotions, they're still pushing you. And so that idea, even just like Will saying, you kind of sound oppositional. It's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. What's going on inside of me? How do I pull back? How do I be aware of that? Because you can't deal with it if you're not even aware of it yeah very good i would say um i would encourage everybody to find make sure that you have a safe space and find one if you don't where someone you can speak to and you can feel cared about because even if you don't feel like you need to be cared about it's really hard to give something that you're not receiving the people uh listening can't see me nodding my head yes i agree good point all right well thank you gentlemen um we'll sign off for today and join us for our next episode thank you for joining the called forward podcast To listen to episodes weekly, visit our website at calledforward.com or subscribe to the Called Forward podcast at iTunes, Podbean, or your favorite podcast service.